0: Welcome back to the Wedding Wisdom Podcast with Doug Winters. I am your host, Doug Winters. Today is November 9th, 2020, and it is my first time talking to you in the Biden-Harris President and Vice President-elect era. Congratulations to them. For me, it was the home team winning. But for now, it's all about getting this country back on its feet, healthy and strong so that the healing can begin. And I cannot think of a better guest to help erase the anxiety and angst that we've all been feeling for the past couple of months. Her name is Sharon Becker, and she is the owner of SB Beauty, located on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. I could go on and on about Sharon, but this is a jam-packed one-hour episode and you're going to enjoy every minute of it but before the conversation I just want to give a shout out to my friend Erica Taylor Haskins of Tintel Experiential who has been an invaluable resource as well as supporter of the Wedding Wisdom Podcast both Erica and the indomitable Christina Matucci have been a life support the Wedding Wisdom Podcast and have supplied me with I think every one of the past 20 guests that we've had on for the past couple of months. Here is our conversation which starts somewhere that I think I was telling her that my father had been in the Coast Guard and she starts telling a story about her father loving sailing. So here is Sharon Becker.
1: Dad used to sail to Maine as many summers as he could. He would take like two or three weeks and sail to Maine.
0: From where to where?
1: Usually from Martha's Vineyard to Maine or from uh, the mainland to Maine. I mean, it's not a big difference.
0: No, yeah, but it wasn't from Montauk or oh, Jersey God, Shore. No, no. I'm the
1: only New Yorker in the family.
0: Oh, really? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're all Massachusetts?
1: All Massachusetts. Um, you know, my siblings are scattered, but we are all Massachusetts for uh, two generations. So dad would sail from Massachusetts up to Maine and he would talk about the dolphins. And of course he would bounce from Harbor to Harbor eating lobsters and um, having sailing talk with, other boats in the
0: harbors. Oh, yeah. Um,
1: but he would talk about the dolphins cresting and riding along the boat. Yeah. And I think that's great. That's lovely if you want to die at sea. That's great. Enjoy. I've had some close calls with my dad, and it's not my death of choice. I would rather die by chocolate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's very funny.
1: Death by chocolate is the way to go. Death at sea, not so much. And definitely not getting eaten by a bear. I do not want to get eaten by a bear or a shark. Yeah. I'm, I don't swim with sharks. So I, okay. Other than an event where I did makeup in the British Virgin islands, I don't swim in water over my head.
0: All right. Explain that one.
1: Okay. Well, in another episode, you said that you've been on the psychiatrist sofa for 40 years. So, um, (laughs) I did, you did.
0: That's actually true.
1: I've, been accused of being a bad listener by boyfriends. Um, so I'm trying <laughs> desperately to sharpen my listening skills, both for the relationship and for work with my clients, because it's necessary that I'm a good listener.
0: You actually talk a lot about that in on your website. Did you know that?
1: I, I do know it because I wrote it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I figured. I figured. Well, yeah. I
1: don't technically write because when I write about myself I sound like a jerk. I don't do it well, so I hire people. Just like I don't take my own headshots.
0: I was going to ask you about that. Oh,
1: oh. No, well, now in the age of selfies, I take my own headshot. During COVID, I started doing makeup on myself in my studio because I was home alone for the first 5 weeks of the pandemic.
0: Wow.
1: So um, an industry friend had told me many years ago that I had to get on video and I was loath to do it because nobody cares what I have to say, except for you, apparently. And thank you for that.
0: Uh, (laughs) You're welcome.
1: (laughs) uh, Makeup artists are definitely behind the scenes, way behind the camera. And people care about what I think about mascara and eyeliner, which is great, but nobody cares about my opinions of things. And certainly... I am not interested in getting this mug on camera, so I was very shy about it. I just prefer to stay out of the camera. But during the- pretty well, thank you. I also did my makeup, so that. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I did the weapon. Um, so during the pandemic, I thought, well, no time like the present. Yeah, it's I'm amazing. Sitting at home, so I started doing uh, videos and talking about products and talking about different product use, different products for different types of people. It was so enjoyable and so engaging and it got me out of a bit of the COVID doldrums. But doing these videos, I would take little selfies as previews of like the next day's video after I edited it. So that's when I started doing more selfies at home. I got some lighting and I learned some tricks and I, got involved with looking at myself, which is something I never wanted to do.
0: See, this is what this podcast is for. (laughs) Honestly, to hear an expert on hair and makeup and talking about looking at themselves. You're so used to looking at other people.
1: The difference is perception. Perception is everything. When you hear a woman talk about how she thinks she's ugly and she needs so much makeup and she has to lose 20 pounds, and you look at the person and all you see is a beautiful personality, a great sense of humor, somebody who can go with the flow, somebody with great style, maybe somebody who has like a great feature, like fabulous cheekbones or gorgeous skin. That's what I see in other people. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I think, well, how can you not love yourself? You're so fabulous. Then I turn the camera on myself and The perception was, God, my nose is crooked, and one eye is closer to my nose than the other, and my lip is weird, and one eyebrow is up, and the other eyebrow is weird. Why can't I get my eyebrows to match? And all the noise that you hear (laughs) from the committee in your head. So
0: (laughs) committee in your committee in
1: your head. So turning the camera on myself gave me a chance to practice. Okay, here come the tears. It's what? It's, it's 11 minutes into the interview.
0: Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. It's a
1: chance to practice the compassion on myself that I practice on other people every single day.
0: I was hoping you were going to say that. I was literally going to <laughs> predict that you were going to say that.
1: It's great to have like a minute of compassion for oneself because it was a time when I had tons of compassion for other people. And in COVID, I haven't gotten sick yet. Um
0: oh bite I your tongue. I, I know
1: I know. I'm knocking all the wood I can find. I yeah. haven't gotten sick yet. Um, nobody I'm close with has passed from COVID.
0: No, me neither. As as scary as this is, I don't know anyone that's gotten it.
1: Well, I think we're in a bubble, you and I.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: So <laughs> I have, <laughs> you and I are in a bubble. I, know, I mean we've been friends for so long, long that it's you know, we have our own shorthand.
1: <laughs> I mean we're in a certain bubble of privilege. So I was privileged to not have to go out and take a job that would expose me.
0: Or have to wait online at a food bank when you get past this privilege.
1: It's dangerous.
0: Which brings unbelievable compassion to the whole Black Lives Matter thing.
1: I have a team Mm -hmm. of makeup and hair artists who work with me. And I purposely seek artists of different backgrounds because I want my clients to see themselves, it's really important for a black dancer at an event to see a black hairstylist and know, I'm not going to look strange because some white girl did my hair who's never seen textured hair before. Yes, exactly. So I purposely staff my team with what New York really looks like. I purposely want my clients to see themselves. The people on my team can all do everybody, but it's just important for a level of comfort.
0: I was going to ask you about that. You know, you were referred to me by our mutual friend, Erica.
1: Who is an SB beauty bride.
0: Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I did not know that.
1: Yeah. I've done her makeup a number of times, but most importantly for her beautiful Haskin for Trouble wedding.
0: (laughs) Haskin for Trouble. That's hysterical. Yeah. But, you know, I, I called her and I said, I need someone here and makeup, so she's called Sharon. It's like, oh, okay. Well,
1: yeah. she knows I love to talk. <laughs> we're kindred spirits. I don't know if she told you how we met, but we met at an industry event, of course. No, we no. The top on the lower east side. It was definitely a meet cute. We were both wearing turquoise eyeliner that day. We saw each other from across the room, and we saw something in each other that we knew would make for a connection, and it was. And that connection was the turquoise eyeliner. So we both knew that the other was a unicorn rainbow.
0: Metaphorically <laughs> or <laughs> astrologically?
1: No, metaphorically we're unicorn rainbows. We, we yeah. love to paint with all the colors.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That day, what made you choose that color?
1: Eyeliner?
0: Eyeliner. Believe it or not, I get, I get confused between mascara and eyeliner.
1: Okay. That's all right.
0: What goes on the eyelids?
1: That is eyeshadow and eyeliner and mascara goes on the eyelashes.
0: See, I'm staring at you. All I'm looking at is, I'm trying to find the makeup. Uh Aha! See, compliment, right? I
1: won, I won.
0: (laughs) I knew it, I had a feeling that that would be the ultimate compliment. Yes. So let's talk about the business.
1: I'm happy to talk about the business.
0: Do you ever do makeup and someone else is doing hair, or you do hair and someone else is doing makeup?
1: If the client already has hairstylist booked I'm happy to play well on the sandbox with everybody
0: that's a funny expression
1: well it's necessary because at the end of the day we're fellow artists and we can help each other I might meet a great hairstylist and bring her onto my team I might meet her and follow her on Instagram and watch all of her videos and learn so much it's good for us but it's mostly really good for the client when everybody's in sync. Wedding day is definitely the day to drop your ego and recognize that it's not about you as a person, but about you as a member of a team. And the team can be people that I never meet, like you, who show Mm -hmm. up to the venue and I'm in the hotel room.
0: That was not an insult for anybody listening. It's just that Sharon and I would never meet in business because you do hair and makeup sometimes 11 o'clock in the morning for a nighttime party. And I won't even come to set up till four.
1: Right sometimes I do see my friends who are in bands when I'm doing touch-ups on the couple. I follow them to do photo shoot, first look, go to Central Park, do the rooftop, do spots around the city. I'm always in that little wedding van with people. (laughs) Sometimes I'm sitting right next to the driver up front where I'm nice and safe.
0: (laughs) This is perfect because you're literally creating a world that I didn't know existed. Tell me about
1: that. So before the day the client contacts me, I always have a preliminary phone call to sort out what they're looking for, what the background of the wedding is like, where they are, what they're doing, what kind of look they want. I give them my information on my services. We set a date for a trial. Or sometimes I just send them the contract and they send me the retainer Mm -hmm. and then we do the trial closer to the wedding. So sometimes they book me outright and we do the trial later.
0: Do people shop?
1: The thing about a makeup trial is that it costs money and time. And nobody has a surfeit of both. Right. The clients I work with are sophisticated and they are more sure of what they're looking for. And they find me from their planner, photographer, venue, their girlfriend who got married or they find me down the rabbit hole on Instagram because I've been tagged in all the photos that they like. They know that they like my look. As you said, you're not seeing the makeup, you're seeing me.
0: To me, the best makeup should not be seen. I think I remember asking you, does every bride want to be their favorite model? Does everybody want to look like Gigi Hadid? And you said, it's my goal to make the person look like them on their best day
1: themselves yep. on their best day. See I Yep. The reason oh. why they find me and they pick up the phone and call me is because they already know that our styles align. And that's the beauty of Instagram is that they can see all of my work in almost real time. They can see what I did last weekend.
0: Oh right.
1: Yeah, so they can stay up to date on what I'm doing. They already know our styles align. They call me, either they sign the contract and send the retainer right away, or they come in for a trial. And have I done multiple trials on one client? Yes. Have I done trials on clients who are artist shopping? Yes. Is that the majority of my clients? No. Because my clients all have big professional jobs, and they have other things. They don't have time to do that. They do not have time. They want me to be the solution to their makeup problem. Right. So back when I was doing the acting thing, I learned that I should walk into the audition room and act as if I'm the solution to the casting director's problem. I'm the person you're looking for today. Do I know all the lines to the entire script? No, but I know the sides, I know this scene, and the person I am and the way I align with the script I'm the solution to your problems. (laughs) You're going to cast me because I'm the solution to your problems. That's a trick that artists use to reduce the nervousness and to boost the confidence. And then we go home and we drink copiously and act depressed. But in the moment, it works. Clients, when they call you and they call me they are definitely looking for the solution to their problems. They don't want to call 10 musicians. They don't want to call 10 makeup artists. But my clients are 28 and above. They've got big jobs and they don't have time to fool around. They're not interested in fooling around. It's just not who they are. They want to find somebody who aligns with their style and their values, hire that person and have a great day. Yeah. And that's why I put my style and my values up front so that they know who they're working with. And then when we have the phone call, that just confirms who I am and how I work.
0: Tell me about that, when you started on that very sweet rant about, you know, I do the, the rooftop, I do the, the-
1: Oh, oh, the touch-up time, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Touch-up time starts after all the services are wrapped, the bride's in her dress, I follow her to the first look. Give me a timeline. Okay, timeline. Let's just say the ceremony's at six at the wife Hotel. Okay. We're upstairs in a suite. Right. We've got two makeup artists, two hairstylists. Bride is wrapped with makeup and hair first, wrapped as in done, complete. Her mom is usually wrapped, done, complete. We might be finishing up grandma, bridesmaids, treasured aunts, doing hair on flower girls, helping the bride zip up and get into their dresses, doing bronzer on chest and shoulders, taking care of strap marks. One thing, no tan lines on an SB Beauty Bride. You are not going to see tan lines ruining a photo on an SB Beauty Bride. (laughs) That's a tangent. That's my pet peeve. So the first look is when the client sees her spouse for the first time and they're both all dressed up and it's a moment just for them that's staged.
0: So who's in that room?
1: Who's in that room? The photographer, for sure. Either one or both photographers. Videographer, maybe. Um, Could be the planner. And then I'm behind the corner i am not overtly staring at them i am present without being in the way Mm -hmm. so i might ride down in the elevator with them make sure she's looking perfect send her off to do the first look then there might be tears i clean them up it's cute (laughs) Um, we go do photos on the waterfront we do photos in front of all the graffiti walls that's three o'clock then let's say four o'clock, we start with the bridal party. So that would be bridesmaids and groomsmen. Mm-hmm. We do all those walking down the street shots. We do photos in front of the graffiti walls with everybody.
0: So there's always a graffiti wall. There's
1: always a graffiti wall <laughs> all over Gowanus, Long Island City, Williamsburg. Yeah, it's New York City. People yeah. sponsor graffiti walls. <laughs> so we do all those photos. Then we're back at the White Hotel doing family photos at 4.35 o'clock. I do touch-ups there. So I hold flowers, I fluff dresses, I make sure the groomsmen don't have greasy foreheads, I brush off jackets. I've got my eyes on them. And the thing about my eye is that it's discerning. Something isn't right. I just jump in. I fix it. Then we're back to the wife to do family photos at five o'clock. Then at 530, you've got the ketubah. I touch her up before the ketubah. Then at 545, she's sitting in a quiet space in a downstairs bridal suite. I do her last touch up before she walks down the aisle. At six o'clock, she walks down the aisle. I reset my kit. Which is a belt around my waist. I sit politely and I wait for the ceremony to be done. Then I touch her up after the ceremony.
0: And where do you hide during the ceremony?
1: I hide in the bridal suite or hide behind a bush or I hide someplace private because I just don't want to be seen. It's not my day. I'm like a little makeup ninja.
0: So in other words, when the photographer's doing the shoot, it's your job to see there's an errant hair right. like right there. But mm-hmm. the photographer didn't see it. So you just say, excuse me a second.
1: I shout going in. I go in on one side, I come out the other, and I stand behind the photographer. (laughs) That's why I wear comfortable shoes.
0: That's so funny.
1: Yeah. And I do that not just on wedding day. That's in commercial shoots, video shoots, photo shoots. I do a lot of production work during the week, so I hone my ninja skills. These are regular people. These are doctors and lawyers I'm working on. They're not people who are in front of the lens all the time. This is right. a literally once-in-a-lifetime experience, sometimes twice.
0: Hopefully, yeah, one.
1: Actually, Doug, Yes. I once did the same bride for two different weddings. So did I. Isn't that amazing? Yes. <laughs> she kept you, she kept me, she got rid of the husband. So my brain doesn't work on numbers and strategies. I don't play card games. I don't do math. My brain works on stories and narrative. And that's why makeup works for me because I am telling a story to myself with makeup. Nobody else cares what the story is, but I know what it is. I know that when I smooth out the redness on her face, her eyes are going to pop and twinkle in a way that she's never seen before. Oh, wow. Yeah. So each story, I know it's not about me, but it enhances my life because I get to have the experience with beautiful people. I know that it's a pressure. It can be pressure filled. It's not pressure filled for me. I have prepared for 10 years for doing this, and I also have prepared going into the day. So in my kit, I've got back up to my back.
0: Okay, hang on a second. What's on this Batman utility belt?
1: What's in my bat kit? <laughs> Funny you should ask, in terms of the seismic shift in my way of working during COVID, I redid my entire makeup kit. That way, I took it down to the studs, Doug. I got rid of the old bag. The old bag is gone. Literally. I got rid of the bag. I bought a new case. I scooped things out and put them in teeny tiny containers and brought out the label maker and did tons of labels. These things take hours. They're laborious. I poured things into airless pumps and labeled them. I've got so much more makeup in such a much smaller, more finitely organized kit that I do truly feel like a ninja with weaponry.
0: Wow, that's great. Do you have those little silver darts that you can...
1: I do not. And if I did, I certainly wouldn't tell you about it. <laughs> <laughs> So I missed touching people. I missed my craft of doing makeup. I missed seeing my vendor friends so much.
0: I want to be your vendor friend.
1: Oh, you are a vendor friend now. If you're friends with Erica, you're friends with me. Okay. But I really missed my kit. I missed my makeup.
0: All right, so now describe okay.
1: the kit. All right. So the kit is a large suitcase that zips open and flips up. The lid pops open like a container. It doesn't flop all the way back. This is a massive attache case. This is the the
0: Prada of makeup cases.
1: (laughs) Beyond. It's a Lamborghini too. (laughs) (laughs) Still Italian. (laughs) Um, I have got stick foundation, cream foundation. So that means solid and liquid. I've got cream blush, what powder. What is stick foundation? It's base foundation in a solid form in a roll-up stick, like a giant lipstick.
0: <gasps> okay. A stick. Okay. Got it.
1: Um, I have got liquids and unctions and powders. Unction. I've got unctions.
0: <laughs> I'm going to stop you whenever I...
1: Unctions being skincare, liquid and cream skincare. So I've got oils, lotions, creams, serums, sprays, Then I've got my whole sanitary kit of sprays.
0: When you're talking about these sprays and unctions and all this, this is for problem skin or?
1: I have to have something for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I have tiny little packages. Plus
0: they already did a trial. So you'd know pretty much what their skin is anyway.
1: So I know what they're doing. That's right. Mm -hmm. And of course I have my notes. I've got my photos from the trial. So I know exactly what I'm doing. And I study up the week before the wedding to make sure that my kit is well packed. We also discuss whether she's getting spray tan, lash extensions done. If she's changing her hair color, if she's going to lose or gain weight. If she's going to be on her period and will have acne. We talk about all of it.
0: So you become the person's best friend for that day.
1: I'm telling you, I'm a makeup woobie. And then I'd stand behind the photographer and they can hold on to me whenever they need me. So I put something for everybody in my kit and I condensed everything into small little packages so I can carry more stuff and I have more options. But here's the thing, Doug, about the pandemic. I moved my own cheese. Do you know what I mean by that?
0: Not a clue.
1: Remember in like the 80s or 90s, there was a a self-help business book called Who Moved My Cheese?
0: Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: You're working in an office and you've got the pile of the accounting papers on your right hand. Somebody comes over to your desk when they're not there and they move the stuff and everything goes awry. Yeah. That's what I did to myself. I moved my own cheese. That's great. I did it willingly, and I celebrate it every day because not only is it great to have more options in a smaller space that's more portable, but it revamped my entire way of doing makeup.
0: Explain that. Just a little more detail-wise.
1: I had been carrying the same makeup in the same bag in the same manner for a very long time.
0: Oh, okay. Okay.
1: And I took the opportunity to study over the pandemic. I was watching YouTube videos and Mm. taking notes on what other people do with their kits. I've spent thousands of dollars revamping my kit. Not only have Mm. I revamped the physical kit of makeup, but I now have 10 brush sets, 10 separated sanitized brush sets, ready to go at a moment's notice. So if a photographer calls me and says, are you available right now because our makeup artist dropped out? I just grab a makeup bag, Drop it in my kit and get on a bike and go. That's great. Also, I, everything has to be sanitized and carried in a different way now. So I've adapted.
0: And they have to have the model or the bride, the person Quiet. who's being no, made up, no. has to be confident that you're
1: absolutely everything has healthy. to be. I mean the- visually sanitary. So not only do they have to believe me that the kit is sanitary, but they have to see that I've taken the steps to create a sanitary environment. So when I show up with little clear pencil cases that have identical sets of makeup brushes with a white label with their name written on it, and I lay out on the table all seven brush kits with my little lipstick touch-up kit inside, they think, wow, I'm glad I hired this person.
0: They also think I'm being taken care of.
1: That's right. They know that they're being taken care of. Yeah. You know what? Honestly, it's so much easier for me because I don't lose a brush somewhere and have to go find it. And then I'm sanitizing things while I'm talking to people. It's so much easier. Everything is prearranged. And it's all the brushes that I work with and I love. Yeah. I mean, they're all new. I've, I bought all new brushes.
0: So that is fantastic. So you literally threw out hundreds, thousands of dollars for this.
1: Oh, no, dude. I don't throw <laughs> it anytime. <laughs> That's uh. not true. During the pandemic, I took a giant container of mascaras that I'd been saving, mm-hmm. and I had 22 mascaras that were done, that were expired. They were used up. I saved them because I heard of an organization called Wands for Wildlife. Wow. You clean off and sanitize these, these empty mascara wands.
0: Oh, wands. Like yeah. Yep, the okay. wands.
1: Yep, yep. The applicator for the mascara. Right. Clean them off, sanitize them, send them to the organization in North Carolina. They use them for cleaning off abandoned wildlife.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: So that helps me in a couple of ways. I hate throwing out plastic. I've maneuvered my way to a makeup kit that consumes less plastic. Hmm. Yeah, um, consumption is something that drives me nuts. So when people say, "Oh my God, I've got so much makeup and I never use it. I should just throw it away." No, 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 no. <laughs> Nobody throws anything away yeah, yeah, yeah. unless it's expired or it's gross. Right. So I have now positioned my kit so that I can buy things that are already ready to go in my kit. So I don't buy the whole plastic case. I buy the components. And I support the brands that offer just the components because they're more ecologically friendly. Wow. And oftentimes the brands that offer components, because they're more ecologically friendly, they're also a little bit more skin friendly as well. Right. So I'm already in a place where I'm eliminating artificial fragrances from a lot of my skincare Mm -hmm. because fragrance is irritating and it's nasty and it's unnecessary. Right. So I'm working towards a place where I have cruelty-free makeup.
0: Very cool.
1: Yeah. That means non-animal tested. I knew that. Yeah. (laughs) And (laughs) I prefer working with brands that are cruelty-free and that offer components. So I'm not buying a big plastic thing. Yeah. Yeah. So when I say I moved my cheese, I mean, I really moved my cheese.
0: Wow. That's great.
1: And I never would have done that if I hadn't had the time afforded by the pandemic of sitting home for six months straight.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's no joke.
1: You know, that's not all I did. I finally got a real contract. I completely revamped ground up both of my websites
0: I love your website, by the way. It's beautiful.
1: Oh, thank you. I appreciate anybody that. that no,
0: it's called SB Beauty.
1: SB-Beauty.com. Right. And then I also have my fashion site, which is SharonBeckerBeauty.com.
0: And that's just for?
1: Like, fashion. I separate them like church and state. So <laughs> during the COVID, I called up my web designer and said, we are redoing both of these? Buckle in. Good for you.
0: Good for you. No, that's very smart.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I tried to make it a fruitful time. I mean, I sat and cried for an entire month. (laughs) From St. Patrick's Day to mid-April, I cried every day. It was overwhelming. And I'm not alone in that. Everybody cried every day. And then after I cried, I got to work. And then October was like a regular October, Doug, except that I was wearing two masks and a face shield.
0: And the parties that you were doing were for 20 or two.
1: Or just two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I think that the future of events for the near future, the next two years.
0: Don't say it. (laughs) Say it.
1: I don't think, especially in the New York area, that we're going back to 250 person weddings right away. I think that you will work plenty, but you're going to work outdoors a lot.
0: I really don't like you.
1: Outdoors is lovely. What's wrong with the beautiful tent?
0: Nothing. I love tent weddings. I <laughs> right. love tents.
1: I love tent weddings. You know why? Because it's work.
0: No, because the acoustics are great.
1: That's right. I That's mean, right. the
0: worst places in the world are some of the most expensive places, that the, the Cipriani places. These, you know, old. Oh, banks. God, I love Cipriani. It's places. gorgeous, right? But the sound. Oh, it's terrible! It's a nightmare. It's it's an echo chamber. Yeah, you. Nine hundred foot ceilings and marble and glass, yeah. and it's like, yeah. isn't this beautiful? No. Great.
1: Oh, yay! You're getting what you want. Tent weddings. <laughs> Tent <laughs> weddings in March.
0: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Yeah, and I will be insisting on more separation between makeup and hair, different rooms for services. I will be insisting on having only. The person in my chair and myself in our immediate surroundings. It's going to be a much calmer bridal suite going forward for the next year or two.
0: That's because you're calm.
1: I have to be calm. I have to be the rock. Right. And I've prepared them so well down to the minute of what we're doing and when we're doing it.
0: Yeah, but you don't see them after the cocktail hour when they start drinking and you know, they're oh. dancing on the, on the dance floor.
1: they start drinking in the bridal suite. Oh, okay. I was actually going to ask
0: you about that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that's fine with me. You know, the girls I work with can handle a few glasses of champagne without getting nuts. And if that relaxes their nerves, then let me open the bottle for you, my dear. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. (laughs) Exactly.
1: But I am a rock you know, I do a ton of worrying and pacing and hair pulling and clothing. But that's and on your own
0: time. That's in on your my own time.
1: time. And mm-hmm. then before I go to work, I take a moment. Before I call the Uber, I take a moment and I sit quietly and I focus myself and I remind myself of who I'm working for, what is the aim of the day, and what I'm bringing to the day, which is love and understanding.
0: Wow.
1: And then, when I'm in the room working on the client, if she's had people yelling at her all day, like, I need this, and when is this happening? <laughs> if she close her eyes. She will tell me, Can I just close my eyes for a minute? And I will say to her, Why don't you take your quiet time? I'll tell you to move your eyeball left or right, but we don't have to talk. You can just go to your quiet place. Oh, that's great. People love that. And that gives me time to focus my breath and my attention on. Pouring love and understanding into my makeup.
0: I never expected to come out of this conversation is the...
1: People who meet me don't expect to hear this.
0: No, no, I, it's beautiful. It really is. And you deeply care about the people that you're working on. And I love that. Yeah. Like, cause people have been, even if it's not being yelled at, but I mean, it's just a million questions. It's like, wait a minute.
1: Where are the bow tie? Flowers just arrived. I yeah. Can't find it's your not, <laughs> yeah,
0: this is not my job. You know, there's people for, for this, it's like right, and you're able to sit with the bright alone and say, Just close your eyes, yeah, and meditate.
1: Go to your quiet place, yeah. Even saying meditate it can be uh, polarizing. I just say, Go to your quiet place. I'm here for you. We're just going to do this together. And... By the time we're done here, you're going to feel so much better. So just
0: if I said to you, go to your quiet place. What's your quiet place?
1: Close my eyes, let my shoulders down, focus on my breath. If so that's was- what
0: I mean by meditation. I don't mean yeah. go into a, yeah. a, a state. Yeah.
1: You know
0: what's really funny? David Beam's Instagram. <laughs> He's
1: lovely. I,
0: I I said you've become like the poet laureate of COVID. <laughs> At one point, he says, unclench your jaw. Mm-hmm. And the second he said that with that big baritone voice,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I realized, oh my God, that's right. It's like, yeah. And I did. It was like, I wrote to him, I think for five days in a row. And I said, mm-hmm. every time I feel any tension, I hear your voice saying, unclench your jaw. And invariably that's where it is. You know, people say they hold, you know, in the shoulders and the the legs in there, wherever. And it's so undefinable really, but.
1: Mm-hmm. Women hold a lot of tension in their lower back because they hold their breath in their stomach and that tightens up the muscles in the core area because women want to appear thinner. Yeah, I'm guilty of it myself. So we suck in our stomachs and hold our breath and that clenches our entire body. So when somebody's sitting in my chair and she goes to her quiet place, she finds her breath. She relaxes her belly. She relaxes her shoulders. I've done yogic breathing with clients when they're hyperventilating.
0: That's really what I meant. I didn't mean meditation by meditation. I meant, like, believe it or not, I just started doing, I don't know, it's on my phone. What's it called? <laughs>
1: uh, uh, yeah, that breath it's work. It's
0: got a circle. Yeah,
1: um, yeah. The
0: I forgot what it's called. Whatever yeah. app that is.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's just some guy
0: with a British accent.
1: Yeah, I've tried it know, Saying,
0: oh, hey, take stock. And that's all, you know.
1: It just, it's so nice during the middle of a bridal suite when people are happy to be with the bride. People are happy to be in the moment. They're happy to bring her water, bring her another mimosa, bring her coffee, be near her, Mm -hmm. show her pictures on their phones. Talk about what the family is doing, and it's so fun and it's so nice to be together but some but it's a long day dog it is a long day and I'm not saying that makeup and hair takes forever because we have a schedule for that yeah. but if we set up in the suite at nine thirty in the morning and she 's in her dress at two thirty the dinner's not till seven mm-hmm. the party's not over till eleven and then there's an after party it's a very long day. I know. <laughs> when you put it all together and look at their trajectory of the day.
0: It heals.
1: And it heals. All
0: right.
1: <laughs> it's a very long day. And if I can give them that moment of going to their quiet place, then I'm happy to do so.
0: Okay, so tell me, do you ever stay for the party to do touch ups?
1: Absolutely. It's midnight before.
0: So let's just get to the business part of it.
1: Yeah, I love business.
0: You are the 80th episode, and I've never once asked someone what they charge. Okay, (laughs) so I'm not asking numbers. Is that in your contract?
1: Of course it's in my contract, sure.
0: But you'll say, okay, so I'm going to be there up until the ceremony. Or until you're ready to be introduced into the room, and then I'm out.
1: Yeah, everything is in the contract, everything. If I'm staying for touch-ups... As I said, I find a quiet space for myself and so that where I can still have eyes.
0: So this goes back to the ninja thing.
1: Yes. And if I'm not hired for touch-ups, I get to Penn Station, come out to New Jersey, and my boyfriend takes me out to dinner. And yes, I'm having a Tito's and soda while you're doing your first dance. Okay. With two slices of lemon, not one slice of lemon.
0: You're demanding. Very. By maintenance.
1: Yeah. So when I try a moisturizer that's fragranced, I want to tear off my own skin. No kidding. Oh, it's awful.
0: And you're not allergic to it. You're just super sensitive to it.
1: I I just, I'm offended by it because it's unnecessary. Who are you to presume what I want to smell like? Who are you to presume what I want my face to smell like? If I'm paying $120 for a face cream, I don't want it to burn my skin because there's perfume in it. And if they put perfume as a masking scent, then I don't want to pay $120 for a cream that requires a masking scent. And I don't want to put that shit on some of my clients. I, I hustle. I like to earn money. I like to be generous with my money. I love to eat meat. I need iron. That said, I am a tree hugger. You can't pull me away from a tree, So I'm doing my very best to do my part to smooth out the overconsumption on my end of Avenue B.
0: Good for you. Seriously, that is a great thing. That's, that's very cool.
1: These are, these are part of the values that I was raised with. My mother was recycling back in the 70s. Before it became cool, we would tie up all of the newspapers and bring them to the recycling area of the dump. My parents would reduce, reuse, and recycle. I'm you know, the youngest of four, so I wore hand-me-down clothes.
0: Yeah, me too, I'm the youngest of five.
1: There was no reason to waste. It just didn't make sense to waste. So now in my adulthood, I am faced with all of this overconsumption, especially in the cosmetics industry. Every celebrity has her own or his own cosmetic line and they all have fans. And that's great because so many more people feel included In the world of beauty and i love that i love that little girls and little boys are wearing blue eyeshadow and pink lipstick and they're living their best lives full of glitter and rainbows and that makes my heart so happy but the fact is that there's so much more stuff in this world than what we really need so i know what i need to work with i don't buy more than i need and i recycle when i can you know when we start doing bridal trials in large numbers I'm going to be asking my clients to come in for trials with their old mascaras so I can recycle them for you know wands for wildlife
0: right we should plug that
1: they're actually not accepting any wands right now because we've sent in too many (laughs) they became too popular for their own good so I'm collecting wands for next year Mm -hmm. Oh, so
0: you're storing them somewhere so you can give them- I store
1: them in my studio, yeah, in my tiny little micro studio.
0: It's funny, when I talk to people outside of New York City, they don't get it. But I can talk to the most successful people and they say, oh yeah, I'm in a 700 square foot
1: you know. I know. And I am successful. And I work all the time. And I'm very grateful to do very well. And I have a tiny apartment. <laughs> yeah. So when clients say, oh, do you mind if I bring my mom in non-COVID times? I say, absolutely bring your mom. I've got a pink velvet chair for her in the studio. Oh, do you mind if I bring my mom, my sister, and my cousin? And I say, actually... I don't mind. They just won't fit. They won't fit <laughs> if they don't mind the standing studio. in the kitchen. <laughs> standing in the hallway and that's not comfortable. So why don't you bring just your mom? I
0: like to think that people would get along so well with their mom.
1: I always tell clients during the initial phone call when we're scheduling the trial, don't feel that you need to bring anyone to your trial because your agenda is our agenda. We are not here to push a look on you, and we will be totally honest with you. If the ideas and inspiration you brought in aren't quite working the way you thought they would, we'll try something else. It's a trial. We try things.
0: Trial. I love that.
1: People then calm down. They don't feel like they need to bring a friend, a colleague, a coworker as a barrier, as an interpreter because yeah what do you
0: think mom what do you yeah i'm going to
1: interpret for them because i speak makeup and hair and the client might not speak makeup and hair so i'm there to interpret it for them so if they want to bring somebody come for a trial at 5 30 at night wrap the trial at 7 7 30 and then go have dinner in my neighborhood make it a party bring mom for your trial on sunday morning saturday morning take her out to brunch walk the neighborhood, do a little shopping, make an occasion of it. That's one of the things that weddings do is they bring people together. So bring your mom, bring your sister to the trial, and then make a day of it. But you don't need to bring a bodyguard because we are actually working for you.
0: I'm so glad that you say that because I say that to every bride I have worked with. Mm -hmm. The makeup, the hair, the band... Everyone is working for you. That's right. And don't let anybody tell you what you have to have done because you're paying for it.
1: That's right. This is your party.
0: And then trust us.
1: That's right. When a client says, you know what? I'm not wearing a veil. My mom wants me to wear a veil. I'm not wearing a veil. I say, girl, you do you. Nobody has to wear a veil. Nobody has to wear white shoes. Nobody has to wear a white dress. Nobody has to wear a dress. You wear what you want to wear. When I have a same-sex female couple... I don't expect that one will wear a dress and one will wear a tuxedo. I don't expect that both will wear dresses. I expect the unexpected. Wedding clients come in usually after a day of work. I get the conversation started while I'm cleansing off their day's makeup. We have a pleasant conversation. And then I do their skincare and I get started on the makeup.
0: What's the difference between doing their skincare and doing their makeup?
1: Well, first I have to lay on all the unctions. And then I get to... <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know what that is.
1: <laughs> Bringing it back. So, yeah, first I do their skincare. I put on oils and lotions and eye creams and lip balms, etc. Then I do the makeup that has color in it. Foundation, concealer, powder, lipstick, blush, eyeshadow.
0: This is a big mirror, I'm assuming?
1: In my studio, we have a big mirror with Hollywood lights around it, so she's watching the entire process.
0: So she could say, I, I don't like that color. Tone that down?
1: I usually ask her to enjoy the process, enjoy the experience, and let me get to the final stage because I know where the look is going and she might not have seen this before.
0: Uh Uh-huh, okay.
1: But this is not a finished product yet. So you might not understand what you're seeing right now, but it's going to come together. For example, there's something technical called underpainting. Underpainting? Underpainting. I will do... Um, skincare, so I'll do the moisturizer, the eye cream, etc. And then I might take a cream blush, and I'll just put a little cream blush on the naked skin, and then I might put foundation on top of that, and that gives the appearance of like a natural blush coming from underneath the skin because the client is so glowing and gorgeous and excited to be married.
0: That's hysterical.
1: But, uh, <laughs> It's underpainting, so she might see the underpainting and say, "What is this? Can you explain this?" and then take it off of me. (laughs) I can explain it, but I'm actually in a process of layering.
0: Trust me. Trust.
1: I have to ask for people's trust, and then I have to deliver a great product.
0: And you have such a calming sweetness about you.
1: That's all an act.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm sure. I'm sure it is. (laughs)
1: People have accused me of sounding like ASMR. <laughs> you know what that is?
0: No, but laugh anyway.
1: Oh, its an acronym for something. People, I'm gonna look it up right now, Doug. Take your time. Um, ASMR slang. It's autonomous sensory meridian response. It's a calming, pleasurable feeling often accompanied by a tingling sensation. I don't think I make people tingle. Um, people make videos or do voiceovers to trigger ASMR. They're very calming and soothing. So it's like a bedtime story.
0: Like the guys with the British accent that do the... Yeah, that's
1: right. That's Would ASMR. you please wait?
0: As long as you did that.
1: Hang on. <laughs> so people think that I sound like ASMR.
0: Hang on a second. I'm going to find out the name of this app. What's headspace
1: headspace of course i've done headspace yeah you know if they do look me up they know that i used to be a professional voiceover artist i believe that well it's true no so.
0: <laughs> i'm saying, I, you know i i've worked with singers my entire life i know yeah. you know
1: okay even though i come off as high maintenance emotionally um i'm very <laughs> low maintenance Physically. So I've never gotten a fake tan. I've never gotten a perm. I do my own nails most of the time. So I've never gotten a cool fake nail design.
0: So you're not a mani pedi girl.
1: Um, I used to go for mani pedis just because, you know, every couple of weeks I need the mascara dug out of my nails.
0: You also, honestly, you have to be,
1: I have to look really nice.
0: Yeah. You don't have to be a model, but you have to really groomed. be really well put together.
1: I have to be really groomed, yeah. So I used to wear my hair down for weddings, but now during COVID, my hair is all back and up. Ponytail. Definitely a ponytail, two face masks and goggles. Two we face guys, masks? Two face I mean, masks. one
0: of those like masks that, like that?
1: That's a face shield. Face shield didn't work so well. And then it collided with a curling iron, so (laughs) it met a sad fate. (laughs) So I got some goggles, and I learned that I have to wear two face masks or the goggles steam.
0: Try running with a mask and glasses.
1: I know. I ran all summer in New Jersey with just a bandana around my neck to protect my chest from the sun. But also, if I ran past somebody, I'd pull it up as a mask.
0: Tell me about tan lines. What, like tan, you're, tan, you're, tan,
1: you're t- tan lines, tan lines. we are
0: obsessed about tan lines. Just
1: am tan lines. In a good way. No, no. In a good way, as in I got no, my- In a good out.
0: way that you you want the person to look great.
1: That's right. As okay. in I've got my eyes on you and I'm not letting you ruin your friend's wedding pictures.
0: <laughs> so is this obviously as a summertime or a, de- a destination where people are wearing bikinis-
1: It can happen in the fall because people spend all summer wearing a tank top. They think they're not tanning. But if you go out to walk the dog wearing a tank top, you're getting tan lines. So in the bridal suite, as I'm doing everybody's makeup, I will ask them while I'm, so anyway, how was your summer? Great. Any tan lines that you want to show me? Oh, I don't think I have tan lines. They open their robe and they show me their shoulders. I'm like, yep, we're going to take care of that right now. So I color correct, and then I cover, and then I glow.
0: Define those three for me.
1: Color correct. I have to use my knowledge of color theory to correct the lightness or redness inside the tan line. And then I have to fill in with the color, the natural flesh color to cover the correction. And then I set it with a setting spray. And then when that's all dried down, I put on some highlighter as glow to make it look really finished and beautiful. Wow. I am detailed. That's why people pay me the big bucks, because I'm detailed. (laughs) Because I am that annoying person who will send you out in front of the camera looking so good. Right. Because most people are only doing this once.
0: Thank God the Giants are playing tonight. I don't know if you're a football fan or your boyfriend's a football fan. I hate football.
1: Okay. I'm a Yankee fan all uh, the way, and too. I see all the Do you know that the, you. the
0: second they lost, I stopped watching? Oh,
1: me too. I did not even know who was playing the World Series. I was sitting on that sofa right over there.
0: I know the Dodgers won, but, I mean, I didn't watch a single game.
1: I was at Steve's house. We were, it was a Saturday night, right? Yeah. And I was watching the end of the game, and I thought at one point they could pull it together. Yeah, they had bases
0: loaded in the eighth and the ninth, and they couldn't do it.
1: It was a late game. Game went south. They lost. I very dramatically clicked off the TV, stood up, and went straight to bed.
0: Mm -hmm. Me too. That's so funny.
1: Baseball was dead to me. (laughs) Dead to me.
0: So you're from Boston and you're a diehard Yankee fan?
1: Diehard Yankee fan. I roll around town with my Yankee cap. When I'm doing a wedding and staying for touch-ups and I'm going to be outside, I always cover my face as a good makeup artist would, and it's always my Yankee cap. That's great. Sorry if it's a Mets family.
0: It also happens to be a very cool hat.
1: Yeah, it's the best. I mean,
0: before Jay-Z, it just happens to be a very cool
1: hat. Yeah, I'm sorry. So my dad was a Red Sox fan. Okay. And he would pick me up at the bus or the train or the ferry in his Red Sox cap, and he'd just be happy to see me. He just wanted better for his children. I was the only one who tried to reach for the stars by being a Yankee fan.
0: And you did. <laughs> the evil empire.
1: I joined the evil empire. Yeah, I told you. A capitalist.
0: <laughs> What's the story with Gwyneth Paltrow and Goop?
1: That's really interesting. <laughs> she gets so much haterade. I can't tell you what the deal is with her. I am myself bemused by it, but I struggle to see the full picture because she is encouraging people to explore a non-Western philosophy of health. And I really support that. Yeah. And that's something that's very personal. If you want to do cold therapy, that's personal. If you want to stick stone eggs up your vagina, that's personal. You think? Yeah, that is very personal.
0: <laughs> but it sounds like something I'd like to get involved with, though.
1: <laughs> I mean, that would be personal, Doug.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: A professional form Stone eggs. Stone eggs up your hoo-ha. And what is that supposed to do? Well, I think that there's, <laughs> think there's a Kegel component to it. When women have children, sometimes they lose Uh, the ability to like... um, Elasticity. Yeah, they lose elasticity and they lose compression in their vaginal walls.
0: Yeah, Kegel.
1: Yeah, so Kegel exercises help restore that muscle. And when you use one of Gwyneth Paltrow's um, stone eggs in your vagina and you squeeze your vagina to keep the stone egg from falling, then you're Kegeling, I guess. So holy I holy
0: Christ! How does think, she advertise that?
1: I think that it helps restore the muscle in the pelvic floor.
0: But what is it called?
1: I think it's called an egg.
0: And it's up to you to know what it's for.
1: Ah, uh, it's on the website, and the website describes it, and you can get a pink stone or a green stone.
0: <laughs> and the color will do what? You no,
1: know, people attribute different qualities to different colors of. Natural stones, you know people wear crystals around their necks. Um, Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah So I personally embrace a lot of non Western health methods It's just very funny that a big movie star with like thousand dollar highlights in her hair is telling people to You know put a stone up their hoo-ha. She's got this TV show on Netflix They work with Wim Hof who is an expert in cold therapy what is that?
0: You mentioned that before, and no, I didn't stop you.
1: Um, it's exposure. It's extended exposure to cold air and cold water. It helps athletes with endurance, and it also hmm. helps people lose weight. If you've ever gone to the Turkish baths on twelfth on 10th Street in the East Village to take a Schwitz, <laughs> or have you ever heard of a Schwitz.
0: I a have heard of a Schwitz.
1: Um, a sauna. There's always going to be a cold pool to get into after the sauna. I personally don't like cold. Oh, I, I, I hate cold. cold. Yeah, I hate yeah. Cold. yeah.
0: Um, You're not a big skier. I'm good.
1: No, I did a wedding in Vail. The second anniversary is tomorrow, Ooh. and that was magical. Magical, <laughs> magical, magical, magical. magical. Yeah. It was so beautiful. But which New Yorker didn't bring snow boots?
0: you. So, Same you call yourself a New Yorker though.
1: I know. Usually I call myself a mass hole because I'm from Mass. A
0: mass um,
1: But which New Yorker did not bring snow boots? This one. And we had kind of a big snowstorm on the day of the wedding and it was picture perfect. It was the most romantic thing. It was a snow globe. It was fabulous. And we were trooping all around
0: metaphorically snow globe or was it like inside a a, like a tent that looked like a snow globe
1: we were inside of a fairy tale called vale colorado where the sidewalks are heated so there the snow never shut up i do not joke about luxury
0: (laughs) (laughs) the sidewalks are heated
1: the sidewalks are heated there's no trash there are no homeless people I was inside of a snow globe. The food was magical. The people were rich and nice. It was amazing. It was not real life whatsoever.
0: Oh, wait, you said something on your website, and I said, I don't know what the hell she's talking about. What is Necker Island?
1: Necker Island is Richard Branson's private island, it's in the British Virgin Islands. But he owns it. Yeah. It was the brightest water I've ever seen. I slept on a catamaran for six nights. We'd get up and jump off the boat into the water.
0: And you were working.
1: And I was working. I have been very lucky in my life.
0: I am so jealous.
1: So here's the thing, Doug. Yes. I graduated. I tried to do the acting thing and I didn't want to wait tables. Mm -hmm. So I got a job at the makeup counter. And- Oh, yes.
0: I meant to mention that, Macy's and Bergdorf Goodman.
1: That's right. So I didn't want to wait tables because I'm like a compulsive eater and I, it was it sounded like trouble and I don't want trouble. I'm a good girl. So I had never done makeup before. I discovered makeup. I discovered working hard. I discovered hustling. But you
0: didn't I, act in acting classes, don't you have to learn to do your own makeup?
1: Yeah, but I just had to put on a slash of okay. lipstick right. skirt okay. And, okay. and do some Shakespeare. <laughs> After 9-11, I worked in offices and... I had a whole business career in special events and fundraising, and I tried to force myself to be somebody I'm not, and I was miserable, and it had no opportunity and no fun, and my friends would always say, Sharon, just do makeup. You're so good at it, and we love the way you do it, and I thought it was beneath me. I foolishly thought it was beneath me, and then as soon as I hung out a shingle, I can and I, I know, as soon as I hung out a shingle, and I started working, and I started getting referrals, everything clicked. And opportunities came to me that I never could have manipulated or paid for it in my entire life. Did I ever think that I would be live on a catamaran in the British Virgin Islands for six days and meet Richard Branson and play with his lem- well, You know, play with his lemurs and um, <laughs> swim in his water. Did I ever think that I would be flown to Vale to do wedding in a snow globe? Did I ever think I would do a photo shoot and a wedding in Tulum because I knew the right people? No.
0: I never even heard of Tulum.
1: Um, in Mexico on the, on the beach. Did I ever think that anything like this was possible for me? No. My imagination didn't, didn't open that far. So when I finally realized that makeup was my path and I dedicated myself to it 150%, everything fell into place. I stopped trying to be somebody who I wasn't and I ran my freak flag up the pole and people responded to it. People like what I have to offer and therefore I'm afforded these incredible opportunities to live an amazing life and to do work that I find meaningful and work that amplifies other people's beauty. And who could ever want more than that? I am so lucky and I'm so grateful. You
0: are the first person that ever left me speechless.
1: (laughs) Usually it's because I talk so much.
0: It's not so easy because I.
1: Because you're a talker too. So the thing is that it's a privilege. It's an absolute privilege to do work that isn't so worky.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: So there's a lot of work that goes in. I have to wash a lot of brushes. Uh-huh. I have to soothe a lot of nerves. I have to do a lot of spreadsheets and I have to try and figure out how to use the goddamn software. <laughs> and it's not glamorous on the 11th hour when you've been working all day and you're a little sticky mm-hmm. and you have to drive four hours back to Manhattan from Montauk in the blazing sun. That's not glamorous. Right. But to live the kind of life I live, and make the kind of money that I'm allowed to make and make people feel good about themselves and to participate in occasions that are blessings for the clients and their families, that's a privilege.
0: Sharon, I swear to God, someone would have to make you up if you didn't
1: exist.
0: (laughs) I love you, you're my best friend.
1: Thanks. I wanna (laughs) hang out. We well we're are, Tito's? We are, we're going to hang out and drink Titos with how many lemons? Two. Um
0: wait, what is what does the two do?
1: Two it just it's juicier.
0: But do you squeeze them? Yeah. Or do you have the guy squeeze yeah.
1: them? I squeeze them. No, I'll do the work myself.
0: So are you a, like a corona with lime person?
1: Oh I do love a corona with lime. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So here's the thing. We have to understand that we're not changing the world with what we do. So, if we step back a little bit and appreciate the lives that we've made for ourselves, making our art, then who could not be grateful? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, you are the best, and we have to hang.
1: We totally have to hang. I think we both have a, our heart centered work, and. Um, yeah. I think we'll drink together very well.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Sharon Becker, thank you so much. Thank
1: you, Doug Winters.
0: Okay, bye-bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. If I were you, I'd listen again. This is a lot of stuff. Unfortunately, I left a great conversation we had about Aaron Judge out, but there's only so much we could do in one episode. You can find Sharon on Instagram at sbbeautynyc as well as Sharon Becker Beauty. Her website is at sb-beauty.com. My website is dougwintersmusic.com. And you can find me on Instagram at dougwintersinc. Please, everyone, continue to stay safe, stay strong, wear masks, stay socially distanced. And I promise we will all get through this together.